This is Spice Radio 1200 AM. You're tuned into the Morning Buzz with me, Natasha. Along with me is my co-host, Mankiran. An article on the Tri-Cities Dispatch brought me attention to a very great work done by some volunteers who go scuba diving and they kind of come back out with a treasure trove of garbage from our lakes and oceans. And I think they're doing some amazing work. It's always wonderful to have Henry Wang on the show. A warm welcome to the show, Henry. Good morning. Great to be back. Yes, and it's been a while since we last spoke, but uh, I, I won this article highlighted the work that you did at the Sasmart Lake just before Christmas, and that was wonderful again. So tell us more. December 16th, you had a date at Sasmart Lake. How did that go? Oh, it was great. Uh, it was um, it was time to go and do a big cleanup and bring out some extra volunteers uh, just to see what kind of trash had accumulated over the summer. And we also hit an area of the lake, because it is a quite a large lake. We hit a, an area of the lake that we've never been to before. And, of course, there's some quite historic garbage that's been there for probably many, many years. So, yeah, it was a lot of trash. It was a lot of fun. And what were some of the interesting finds under that uh, Sasmouth Lake that you found? Oh, probably the one that, uh, that jumped out right away is the cell phone that we were able to return to the owner uh, one of the, the free divers had found it, and it was in a, in a waterproof bag. It preserved the foam perfectly. It was working just right, and uh, we, we managed to return that to the owner, and she was very grateful. Wow, that must have been the perfect Christmas gift for that person. Now, Henry, you've been doing some amazing work, say, from, what, around 2004 when you started scuba diving? Yeah, that's right. I started out in 2004, and it was sort of um, one of those things. I think we all been on vacation in a tropical location on the beach. You see these signs that say open water, and I had no idea what that meant. But uh, as it turned out, it was lessons for scuba diving, and uh, that's how I got started. Is I, I didn't do it while I was on vacation, but I came home and took lessons here locally, and that was back in May of 2004. So it's been... Uh, Almost 20 years. I guess it is 20 years this year. Wow. And how did the idea germinate to actually do this on a regular basis, to you know, go out there, clean up our lakes and oceans? Well, I, I started out um, as any diver, just enthusiastically, just dive locally, and then, of course, on vacation. And eventually, I had an opportunity to actually own. Uh, so I opened up a scuba diving shop and operated that. And I sold it in 2013. And then uh, because I still had a lot of passion for scuba diving, but... Um, it was uh, diving here locally. You can only see the same fish, the same rock, so many times before you get a little bit bored. And uh, how it started out was a friend of mine asked me to go dive a lake, a Bunsen Lake out in Portland. And uh, I said, sure. And I went, went out there, never been there before, saw a whole bunch of trash and an absolutely amazing amount. So we carried out what we could in our hands, which was not very much. And then, uh, of course, we, we determined to to. to to, to go back and pick up as much as I could, brought more friends, brought tools with us this time, bags and collection bags, and the park rangers helped us out. And uh, after about, I think, seven dives, 1,500 pounds of garbage later, we managed to get it pretty clean. So, of course, the curiosity got the best of us, and we went elsewhere and found different lakes, and, of course, there was a lot of trash. So, so really, it's a bit of a selfish reason, because after selling the dive shop, um, the 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 desire to go diving was uh, not as strong as before, but this now gives me a new purpose to use my skill set for something good. And Henry, in the last two decades or so, how have things changed when it comes to the cleanups and what you've found in the waters? Well, you know, um, I think that uh, historically, uh, you know, if you look at a lake that's been there 
people have been enjoying lakes much longer than I, I've been around. So we're, we're finding trash and cleaning that up. We, we aren't seeing nearly as much trash in some lakes, like, for example, some of the lakes that perhaps are much uh, gently used by, by park users, if I can say. Um, the, every year there's a little bit less trash. Um, however, some, some lakes are probably, um, they accumulate a lot in the summer. It's just through the nature of how many park users get. Uh, you might have um, a park that sees, you know, 100,000 users. And even if one person dropped one thing a little, you know, once in a while, it does accumulate quite a bit. And so, yeah, yeah, every park's a little bit different, but uh, definitely some parts have improved and some parks not so much. Now, Bunsen Lake is in my backyard. So which lake would you say is the most dirtiest or the most challenging? Uh, so in the Fraser Valley, probably uh, Cultus Lake would be the worst just because the sheer size and the number of visitors Cultus Lake gets. Um, and then the other one would be up towards Squamish in the Sea to Sky area. That one there, again, it's just the nature of young people enjoying the lake and whether it's accidental or malicious, a lot of beer cans and so on, uh, just ends up in the water. And what are the kind of challenges that you face, Henry, when you and your wonderful band of volunteers go down into the lake to clean up? Well, aside from natural hazards, because obviously uh, whatever hazards you see above water, such as fallen trees and so on, they also happen underwater because trees will fall into the water. So we'll have natural hazards, such as fallen trees, we have to reach through the trees to get to the garbage. But otherwise, um, it's uh, this time of the year, uh, funny enough, people don't realize is that we can't really do cleanup dives when the lakes are frozen over. So in the Fraser Valley now, you're, and, and up towards Whistler, you're starting to see lakes that are starting to freeze. The temperatures are dropping quickly, and uh, we don't do cleanup dives when there's an overhead environment to that extent um, because we never know where we have to surface, and if there is um, ice overhead, that's, that presents... A, a, definitely a danger to us. So as long as the lakes aren't frozen, we'll clean it. But uh, as each lake freezes, we have to move to a different lake. So that's kind of like a main hazard this time of the year. In the summer times, it's lake users. Um, there are boats, especially Cultus Lake. Uh, speedboats is a big deal, so we want to stay away from speedboats. So, yeah, there's different hazards at different times of the year. Now, what would you want to tell our listeners who kind of use those lakes, say, for picnics or for boating, for fishing? How can they be more responsible? Well, I think the old adage of pack it in, pack it out probably is uh, good enough. I mean, if most people are a little more careful, uh, just making sure that you take your trash with you, uh, things aren't blown away in the wind. I mean, a lot of the stuff probably isn't malicious. For example, the other day I was over at Albert Dick Lake uh, out in Abbotsford, and um, I uh, took out, among many other things, I took out a, a giant duvet cover. I'm sure a beach user was probably using that as a beach blanket, and wind probably caught it and then just uh, blew it into the lake, and, of course, they couldn't retrieve it. Um, so just, just taking a little bit of care to make sure things don't get away from you is good enough, I think. And in any of these items have been most memorable just for the unique, sure uniqueness of it? Uh, I think probably some of the most memorable things are probably, uh, uh, at least recently, would be uh, these electric, electric uh, bicycles that are the, the city rents. So we, we found a bunch of those here in the North Shore. Wow. Uh, many, many shopping carts we pull out of the water because those are definitely malicious. Um, people dump them into the ocean, so we pull those out. Uh, lots of cell phones. 
uh, that we return to. And, of course, uh, your backyard um, in Sassamon Lake, uh, we did pull out an entire bathtub once, which was really weird. We don't know how the bathtub got there. So. <laughs> wow, that's an interesting, all, all in a day's work. Yeah, Henry? Now, if, if, if our listeners want to follow you, you've got a TikTok account, you've got YouTube. Tell us more about it. How can they follow you and find out more about the amazing work that you guys do? Well, you can follow us on uh, social media at, at Cleaner Lakes, and uh, I do make YouTube videos to show the uh, the dive sites that I go to. Sometimes I do uh, multi-day trips, which are kind of fun because I get to go camping with my friends and at the same time go for a couple of dives uh, to remove trash. And then um, I also do day dives. And the YouTube content is a little bit different from TikTok. TikTok I'll do sort of more much shorter format and explain some questions that people have. Sometimes people have scuba diving related questions and I try to answer those and help people out as well too. So yeah, Instagram, obviously photos and so on. So yeah, you can follow and just see my progress at Cleaner Lakes. And I think after listening to this interview, you've probably inspired a few more people to take up scuba diving as a sport, as a hobby, or maybe as even from the you know conservancy point of view. So thank you so very much for your time this morning, Henry. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Take care. You too.